Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help you make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday. I'm so happy that you're joining us today. And this is, so first of all, I want to apologize in advance. We are having some technical issues. Um, I'm here right now with Patty Negri, and Mary Marshall is with us, but we're having some technical issues. This is what you call Mercury in retrograde gone ballistic, because the last uh, 72 hours, just incredible things have happened, at least to me technically. Um, And it's showing up on the show, so I apologize. And hopefully we can get Mary's beautiful face on here and her voice, and she'll be able to participate. But in the meantime, let me tell you about Patty. Patty is a psychic medium and a good witch. I love that. And is best known for her recurring role on the Travel Channel's number one show, Ghost Adventures. She is the international best-selling author of Old World Magic for Modern World, Tips, Tricks, and Techniques to Balance, Empower, and Create a Life You Love. That's a long title. Patty's body of work includes appearances on shows such as Master Chef, Beverly Hills Pawn, The Jeff Lewis Flipping Out, and she has graced a number of magazine covers and has contributed to over 20 books and conducted seances on radio, film, TV, and she has worked with legends in Hollywood like Emma Stone, John Voight, Josh DeMal, Chevy Chase, and Gregory Hines. We have Mary Marshall, and Mary is a natural intuitive and empath. Her psychic abilities have been with her since the beginning. Mary is happy to be of assistance and service to others in their healing and growth. She currently uses her mediumship when leading public paranormal investigation events and giving intuitive medium readings to help her clients move forward in their lives. So, welcome, Patty and Mary, I'm going to send my regrets to Mike Cavalli because Mike is um, under the weather, so he was not able to make the panel. But Patty, welcome. Mary, welcome. Hi, finally. Hi. Oh, we can hear your voice, Mary. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. It never fails. I apologize. You know, internet, uh, internet computer, I just. Mercury retrograde, Mars retrograde, Halloween. I know, it's like I can't even tell if I'm in frame here, so I hope so. Well, your picture is not showing. I will share that with you, but your voice is on, so I'm really excited. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at this point because I'm like, why do I have no no picture? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's to add to the mystery. I'm on my phone, so I don't know if it did something wonky. Okay. Well, I'm sure Matt will guide us. Um, were you able to talk to him? Yeah, it's not anything. Nor it's not a normal problem, I guess. It's because Patty and I and you are all together. And would you guys just stop it with the energy putting it out? <laughs> well, I'll just pull my energy right back in. So, <laughs> so let's talk. Let's move forward. Let's talk about, I want you to each just give a few minutes, talk about what you do and, and how you work with your clients. So um, Mary, you're ha- yay, you're here. Welcome. So since you just tuned in, Mary, I'll let you pop in first because you had the most frustrating morning. <laughs> I just like to make an entrance. What can I say? I'm so sorry. And you do it so well. <laughs> um, what? What do you? What am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> we just. I just want you to speak in your own words about how you work with your clients, your paranormal investigations, so you can give a little background on what you do before we start diving into halloween kind of questions. Okay. So, well, I guess the, the, the quick version of a long story is um, I've been paranormal investigator researcher for about 20 years. Um, I did not go public with the, the psychic mediumship until just about three years ago. Um, and a lot of that is because of the science perspective I was coming from and teaching paranormal study courses at the college 
You get a lot of people who are on the fence. Sadly, still, if you say, oh, and by the way, I happen <laughs> to be, you know, a psychic medium, they're like, they're gone. Um, they don't want to listen. But then it really got to a point where it, it just became a calling. And, you know, I had to do this. When I started investigating, um, I was helping people. Um, that changed, that whole field kind of changed. Um, and this brought me back to where I want to be, which is a service to people. So it's something I've, I've had my whole life. I've just learned to really actually have to tell you spirit and the other, yeah, spirit, the other siders um, kind of helped train, if you will. And here we are. And now I'm doing reads and helping people and connecting on uh, different levels. That's wonderful. And Patty, let's talk about your journey. Okay. Um, similar, I was closeted. I, I had the gift since birth. I thought everybody could talk to dead people and the guy in the closet and under the bed. I was surprised when they couldn't. I've always had this obsession for the other side. I literally, I don't know if we talked about, did my first seance at seven or eight when I didn't even know dead people. So I'm like, Marilyn Monroe, John Kennedy. And then I've studied it. I've been a seeker my entire life, studying philosophy, cosmologies, religion, um, science, med- uh, every kind of what you can and take it down to energy the way I see it. But I was closeted too, because I had a very, I run a production company. I've tried to do everything else. And it's like a very corporate production company where I did these big shows. And I'm like, these people cannot know that, you know, I talk to dead people or the witchy side that dance around bonfires in a cloak. It just doesn't work with this corporate America. But then in 2008, when the big crash happened and corporate entertainment became a dirty word and reality television was moving up like this. I, I, I remember somebody going, Patty, knowing what, how I do seances and how I really lift the veil that they go, we need you to do uh, a seance on this this TV show, I'm like, nope, can't do it. That's a site. It's a private part of my world. Please, please, please. And then my other business is crashing. I'm like, well, what's the show? And they literally said, they go, well, it's mobile home disaster on country music television. I'm like, well, nobody's going to watch that. Because <laughs> yeah, in reality, it's like, sure, I'll do that. Nobody will know. And then I remember when it first aired, one of my big corporate clients called and said, I saw you on TV not last night. I'm like, oh, I'll never work <laughs> from you know, Bangor, whatever again. And she's like, I didn't know you were in the paranormal. I love the paranormal. And it didn't hurt our relationship. It didn't hurt. So I'm like, I'm out of the closet. I'm out of the psychic closet, the medium closet. I'm out of the broom closet. <laughs> and again, that, that world continued because I'm sitting in the middle of Hollywood um, and the other world, it, the corporate entertainment just never came back the same way. My passion has always been just like you, helping people, empowering people. So it's, it's much more fun to do it in my calling from spirit versus just HR department, how to get along motivationally in a song and dance extravaganza. So oh, yeah. um, it, it's just, it honed, spirit helped me hone what this is and just said, slap me upside of the head. So I, my, my joy is working with people one-on-one like you, what I do. I do a lot of teaching, a lot of speaking and my paranormal stuff is, is, is that's my hobby. That's great. And yeah. I love working with like Zach and the guys. Cause I get to go to places I would never get to go. I would never, you know, how do I get in, you know, black guy house by myself or whatever. So, and again, it's bringing that spirituality, what you said, Mary, that, that different side of things to just paranormal investigators going out there right. talking to ghosts. It's like, right. Oh wait, there's more. These are beings. These are spirits. I remember the first time Zach let me clear a house after investigation. Oh, let people know you don't have to live in a badly haunted house. How cool is that? So, right. so that's it. That's what I do. That's so cool. And I will tell you that I saw my first dead dead spirit. Um, It was in 2017. And I was just so intrigued because this energy was just bouncing up and down. There was a fundraiser in her name, this young girl who was murdered, like a few blocks from where this place, this restaurant was. And she's like, you need to tell them how happy I am. And we went back there, bought raffle tickets. And here's the thing. 
spirit, any spirit will keep knocking on your shoulder. Or I call it like tapping on your shoulder and it just gets harder and harder until you go, okay, fine, fine. I'll just do it. Almost like Whoopi Goldberg in yeah. Ghost, you know, where he was seeing 99 bottles of barrel wine. She's like, fine, just stop. <laughs> and you do what you do. And that was my experience. And I don't, you know, I'm getting more vision, uh, but, it, you know, not born. Well, we're all born with it, but I was so in my head all my life that now I'm finally less cluttered up there and I'm able to receive and it makes a difference. Can I tell like a quick story because it's having to do with this is that part of it too is religious reasons and family reasons. Like for so long I didn't do and didn't address it and didn't know anybody else who did this. Like Patty said, sometimes I just was like, Oh, you mean like other people don't do this, you know, certain things. But one of the things that was really a monumental change for me that uh, helped steer me. And it's amazing. I say spirit, I, but in this case, also God. And here's why. I had a family member that was having a very serious surgery. I stopped in the hospital chapel to pray. There's this woman there who has her back to me in a coat on, and she's going from statue to statue praying. I hear some sniffles, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this poor, you know, like what's going on with her or something. And then it came, and this was like, I'm not doing any of this sort of psychic medium stuff, you know. And I got this message and in this instance, because I was praying in a chapel and and maybe just didn't know better, or maybe it was, it felt like God was telling me himself, you need to tell this woman this message. I was, I'm like, in my head, I can't do that. I, I just can't walk up to some stranger. I don't know who this is. I'm not, you know, what? And finally got to the point of like, okay, because I felt like I was saying no to God if I didn't, you know, in that circumstance. Walked up to this woman and I said, excuse me. And she started, she was leaving now. And I said, excuse me, I'm sorry. I I know you don't know me, but sometimes God works through other people. And I just need to tell you, it's okay. You're going to make it. Now, I don't know what, every time I tell the story, I get, teared because it was so meaningful for me um and this woman through a very very heavy polish accent started to just sob even more and she's she's saying she's like thank you thank you and and she's some of the words and then i could see she was wearing an orderly uniform under her coat and she proceeded to tell me that she was leaving work from the hospital to head to the airport. She was headed home to Poland because her mother was dying. And she had been praying, please, God, let me make it there before she dies. That moment was so impactful for me that that was the moment where I went with all the religion and the family and this and that. I said, no, you can't tell me this is wrong. This was, this woman needed this healing, needed this message. And that was really the time where I then started to look at things differently and think, you know, maybe I can do something good with this. It's not bad. It's not evil. It's not, you know, whatever certain people think. So it's a big, you know, it's a big uh, I think commitment in life, responsibility, but it's, it is a gift. Yeah, it is a gift. Responsibility. That's the big one. It is a gift. It is a commitment and the responsibility. That's when people who have the gift who don't realize what a responsibility is. That's a little scary. Yeah. So ladies, I've got a couple of, 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 I have a couple of text messages that have come through and it talks about this gentleman, Shelley, how he came through to his wife yesterday. Um, I don't know if there's any information you can, if you get anything about Shelly. I actually happen to know Shelly. I know this person. And he's passed away a few years ago. Um, But anyway, she's just asking, you know, 
if there's anything, if he's around and if there's anything more because he was around yesterday. What, what I get, again, that he loves her, of course. It's heart, 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 heart is all I start seeing. And, and then I pictured literally a pregnant woman. That's not saying she's pregnant, <laughs> but something's coming. Something's maybe she doesn't understand or know about, but, but something's coming and it, it's good. And maybe that's why he came. Oh, that's, that's what I got. I, I'm not, I don't have anything. Okay. I'll, I'm one of those. If I don't have it, I don't. I'll yeah. let you know. And you can't push it. You can't make it up. I mean, you just you just right. have to allow right. things to come through. Oh, I thought. I'm sorry. I'm correct. He passed away in January. I thought he passed away longer than that, but he passed away in January. But so something's coming for for something's coming. It's it, it, it's good. It's a new birthing of something. Again, not a baby. It's a new birthing of something coming in. Uh and aren't we all rebirthing with this transition? I mean, 2020 has been such a year of transformation and change. Oh, it's so powerful. And, and it came now because it's Samhain. It's Halloween. The veil is the thinnest. This is why he's able to really show up now. This week is the time to communicate. <laughs> and it's about celebrating the dead. It's about that. It's about honoring our ancestors, just like Dia de los Muertos, Samhain in the pagan tradition. That's what it's and um, what is it, Day of the Dead, that's on November 1st, which will be yeah. Sunday, you know how it comes. And that was one of my questions to you. We have, a, we have a break in a couple minutes, but let's start the conversation. I was going to ask, do spirits become more active around Halloween? And you were just sort of answering it, but... Yeah, in, in my experience, I don't know how we do it back and forth. My experience is heck yes, because I do a lot of clearing, so much people is activity, good, bad, otherwise just activity. Um, it's the time of year where I do do a lot of crossing over stuff and seance stuff. And this year, even more, because we're all a little wiggy, they're all a little wiggy. So in my experience, heck yes. Mary? Um, I would tend to agree. I agree with it, but I want to say something about that. The reason is, is that it's the, the intention it's all the focused attention and intentions of so many people around this occasion. So if we were to take Halloween and move it from October 31st to September 1st, that would then become the day where a lot of people report the veil is thin and those types of things. Again, because you have so many people and that energy being focused on you know the other side that that's really kind of the cause not the date not the fact that it we you know we could have chosen another day it's it's all the the energy of the people and and there and thus pumping up the other side as well because of all the connecting which and and i think it comes from both sides i think that's a hundred percent just like oh with a candle red means passion pink means love but whatever it means to you, and we've created that. Right. I, right. I, I do also think that the Halloween, the Samhain came from, the reason they put out the jack-o'-lanterns and dressed up going back to old Europe is because they saw the spirits. So I think both are completely true. Um, but again, a lot of the things in seeing the spirits, even back then, a lot of that would have been because of a collective efforts of, Sometimes folklore and dancing and song and, you know, again, it's that collective energy that is bringing it to bringing it to the forefront. It's not the date. I guess I'm just trying to make that clear to the other people. So it's the activity. <laughs> it's the intention. You it's know, the, the activity about yeah. everything. So before we go on break, which we're going to go to, Deborah Sorrells says, hello, Mary. And Hi, I Deb. With the loss of her brother, Raymond, and she's so grateful. So, Aww, love we, you, Deb. And with that, we will be right back to have more spirited conversation. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f***ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. 
That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, I'm here with Mary Marshall and Patty Negri. They're both, well, Patty's a good witch, as well as a psychic medium. Mary's a psychic medium, and they're both paranormal investigators. And because this is our spooktacular podcast, we're talking about all things spirit. So we were leaving, when we left, we were, well, we were saying hello to somebody um, whose brother had passed away. Uh, But we were also talking about the spirits getting agitated. But are there such things as goblins? And what is a goblin? <sighs> Patty, I'll let you go first. You, <laughs> and, the re- and you know why? And here's the reason, because when you, you have other attributes and study with doing being a witch, that I do not have those experiences. So. Yeah, well, what I do is we create spirits all the time. Almost everything comes from something that was, whether mystical or real. I think we, even in our religion, put too much importance on if it was real or mythos or the story behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, within everything, I, I've never met a goblin, but I have met a fairy, and who's to say one is more than the other? Um, that mystical being, whether you know what Bigfoot goblin, this or that, I think they're elemental energies in my experience. And I, I, I think, but we put the form and shape to them. So if, if you're in some country who's never seen that, what their version of a goblin is will be somebody else's. So, so much of it, as we make spirits, is, is what we make spirits. I do know that there are spirits on the other side that are the mischievous ones, the these ones. I don't know if they would even know the word goblin. Okay. Yeah, okay. I... I, I feel the same thing. And there's, you know, because here's the thing. A lot of times I think every, and even as psychic medium, some have for years, you really did not hear about communication because I think they're already like on that line thinking, okay, here are, um, I'm talking about psychic medium and talking to dead people. The next the last thing I need to do is say, oh, and by the way, I just got done talking to this, you know, goblin or et or something you know and that that would really have sent people over the edge but it is <laughs> happening more and more now uh for me personally i am at a stage and i will tell you it's because i i know i'm not ready for it yet is that i can identify foreign and i say foreign meaning not your human or your demonic or your your usual entities. Um, I can identify the difference. I have yet to actually communicate in a meaningful way. Um, I also do Bigfoot stuff. I don't know that it was a Bigfoot or if it was some other type of elemental energy instead, but out in the woods. And I've had that experience where I'm like, there is something here. What and I? It's the strangest thing. I'm like, I know you're there. I know you're watching, and you're following. And I, but I, and that almost felt it was intimidating because I wanted to know, and I felt like there was a little bit of a block. Yeah. So, but yeah, I do think that there are other things out there. I think we assign names to them, but I don't know that that always is the best thing to do rather than describe the characteristics 
of who they are, like what a fairy may be or what a, um, you know, gnome may be or those types of things. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. And again, from our culture and our society and our time and space, when the Victorians were seeing lots of fairies, maybe that's the same thing that people are calling ETs now. Well, yeah. And you know what? That is a really good point about the energy, because I've said that before. I said, if you go to the UK, the incident of them having, and this is just not psychic mediums, just people having, you know, incidences with fairies and gnomes and other types of elementals is really common, but it is not here because it is not as strong in our culture, which really then speaks to the fact of are people perceiving an energy and translating it in what is a comfortable format for them. So it's almost like we assign this energy as being a fairy, this energy as being a human ghost. And so, because it doesn't really make sense why there's such a difference around the world of what people experience. But is there a difference energetically, like like the density? Like I I feel like a fairy's energy would be just sort of like light and tingly. You know, just very feather-like where um, somebody on the other side who's earthbound would be just heavier. The energy would just be heavier. I think that's the only way I could say it. Yeah, that's how I explain and how I work because I see energy. That's what I see. Like um, we we like angels. Angels are, they're, they're, they're dextral. Angels, they're pure. They have no free will side. They have no sinstral side. So angels can do two things. They're two good things, uh, enlightenment and protection, protection and enlightenment. That's great. Fairies are different. They're more that mischief and music and light. I work with a lot of dragon energy. Does it mean it have to be a, a fire breathing beast? I don't know, <laughs> but dragons can fly between heaven and earth. They live at the crossroads. That's a, 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 a servitor, a fetish that you would create to help cause the change in your life. Everything. Bigfoot would have a big elemental lower like a tree energy would have so uh, yeah completely Marla I think they each have their own and then we dress them in the way that we understand from our life experiences or our culture yeah exactly do you agree with that Mary yeah that's exactly yeah because that's exactly what I was was meaning is just the energy are different but our cultural belief systems and understanding is what we use to assign a, what type of being it is. Um, I, you know, so like I may feel, you feel things and it's, it's, I think where the difference comes in is a psychic medium, you're able to see a little further in and better, but for the average person, they're just know that they're taking in some wonky energy here. That's not <laughs> normal. And they say, Oh, that's, you know, uh, a gnome or something, you know. Right. Well, then they also say like in the afterlife, because as humans, we need to put a shape and, and put a label on it. For some reason, humans, I don't know if it's societal or whatever, but that we need to put a label on it. And they, and I'm reading a book called The Definitive Life of the, the Definitive Life of the Afterlife. Is that what it is? Something like that by Patricia Hayes. But it talks about when you go to the other side, that as humans, we see each other in human forms and they see their their space up there like they would have a home or a mountain or this or that, you know, so it's not just all clouds and sparkles. You know, there's shapes and dimensions in a way. Yeah, I think... Again, how people, are you going to the pearly gates of heaven? Are you being reincarnated? I think it's all true. I Again, in studying my religions and philosophies, I, I go up almost to the ancient Sumerian, who I think had it the closest to right. If there is, they, they, would, they thought you go to your heaven of where you are. Like if you live in Boston, you go to Boston heaven. If you're a Christian, you go to the pearly gates if you're this or that. But I think it's, again, what we were talking about, Mary, that what your thing is, because we have to put a, a thing. But I, I get that's why if you're wait, looking for and waiting for the pearly gates, it's kind of what you're going to get, because I think it's more matrix is the best way to explain it. And that's yeah. almost yeah. how the ancient Sumerians, but they just didn't know words like matrix. Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, had, I just want to address, I absolutely 100% agree with is what your cultural beliefs are and when you pass that is what your experience is going to be on the other side. Because if you look at other cultures, that's why I've always like 
for so many years, culture was so underrated in the investigation part of paranormal because it, it just was. And it was a shame because if you want to understand your entity, you need to understand the culture, their belief system, their morals, their values, the religion, all of that. And so, yeah, it does make a, um, I do believe that what you believe will happen is more than likely what is exactly going to happen to you on the other side. See, and what I've read is that what your last thought is, is your transitioning is where you'll go. So for example, if you're angry about something, you'll go to a place with people with the same mind, with beings of the same mindset, spirit of the same mindset. And though things happen quickly, you you get into sort of a um, cycle. And until you can change your thought process, you won't move out of that space. But you can grow and learn. So yes, right. But but sometimes it takes time because you're surrounded by beings with the same way of thinking. So if you think happy, joyful thoughts, happy, happy, joy, joy, You'll be surrounded by happy, happy, joy, joy. If you're thinking about anger or bitterness or fear, you'll be surrounded by beings sharing those vibrations. And I think that's true for this world, too. We create the world we live in. Hanging out with me and cranky yeah, 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 people. love. That's why I use the word good witch over white witch or black. Because... Um, why would I send out curses and this and that and hexes? Because I have to live in that world. If I do that, it could be done to me, whether it's the Wiccan read, doesn't matter. It's we create the world we live in. So It's so true. It's so true. So speaking of the world we live in, let's talk about 2020 and how insane this year has been for all of us on, on different levels and dimensions. You want to go first? <laughs> what do we say about 2020? In hindsight, right? 2020, everything's 2020. That's frightening. Um, it has been obviously a unusual and an uh, unusually strange year on so many levels. And what that has done again, bringing it back to not any and taking away from the specifics is. How it's affected people has been huge, and it's a huge impact because, again, it's it's all the energy that we're putting back up. Whether all the negativity, all even even with the good, but there's been a lot of negative and anger and so many different things going on, and that kind of can snowball, and it just keeps heightening and heightening. It really is so necessary for for us all to take a step back and regroup because we're finding like our in within our own families and our own friendships, so many arguments and just, you know, don't want anything to do with each other anymore. And it just seems almost like insanity. Um, well, I think we will recoup from this, but I do believe that it is the job of people like me and like you both to continue to put light out. You know, it's kind of like you need somebody to hold that candle in the darkness so they know where to go. And so at first, I I mean, sure, I've gotten caught up in it at moments. Absolutely. But I've pulled back and said, this is not what my purpose here is. And that's the best that we can do is just to continue to be a light and positive force. And slowly people will raise themselves back up. Do you... Do you have any suggestions for people to, you know, step out of, you know, the techniques or, or something to get them out of the negative and put them into a more positive frame of mind or more positive uh, light? Think, what I think is this was, was a big wake up call. It had to come. We all, we all of us knew there was something coming. I don't know of anybody who knew it was this. I think that was kept from us, everybody except for Sylvia Brown, who, who nailed it. But, but. <laughs> That was a redemption, whatever. But um, but I think we all knew something was coming. But I think it's it's a universe, God, whatever. Just tried to wake us up, didn't. You guys are asleep. You're numb. You're asleep. Wake us up, didn't. Wake. And so this was a hitting us on the head with a two by four. Um, and I think that what it is, it's get back, get back to who we are. It's that it's not out there world. So it, it has to be locked in our house to do it, to see what really is important. You know, it, that's what I think it is. So in my thoughts of what we have to do is exactly what we are doing, showing people 
the light, bringing the light into the darkness because you bring light and candle into dark, you light up the room. Oh yeah, you see those scary shadows, but that's what we have to do. And and I work with people is to get elemental. That's what my whole book is about. It's like hug a tree for 30 seconds if you have to. Breathe, nobody breathes anymore. No wonder you have a chatty head. <sighs> yeah, that's I'm, so true. I would like to offer up, I call it a practical is I really, truly believe one of the best ways to help yourself is to help other people. And what I would actually say is pull your head out of your behind, your own behind, and look around and reach out to someone else. And by taking your energy, your mental thought, your process, and trying to help and raise them, you are raising your own vibration you are raising yourself up. And so I, unfortunately, that wasn't happening. I think it's starting to happen a little bit more. But the, I think the more people really try to help each other, we've become very, very selfish, very self-centered. And yes. that's, that's part of the problem. And narcissistic and entitled. Yeah. I mean, there's so many entitlements given that people just think they're entitled just because they're here. And I believe that it's not the case. I mean, we, and I love the fact of helping people paying it forward, really, in a sense, doing for others. I know that in my little neighborhood, I want to start like a welcome wellness committee, an ad hoc, because, you know, so that people know that they have someone to lean on if they can't get to the supermarket because they're ill. I'm not talking about because they're lazy, but because if they're ill, they're not feeling well, they can't do it, that they have somebody who's going to, you know, who's, who's got their back. Yeah. yeah. And so many people that you, that wouldn't have even suspected it for themselves or those around them wouldn't have suspected it, have succumbed. I mean, look at this. I mean, you've got the, the, the rates of people seeing therapy, therapists right now is off the charts half of them are not even you know accepting new patients it's so much that really speaks to the amount of instability that people are feeling and that again is that instability it has to be addressed and and I think that it it will eventually level out but the problem comes is when people really just kind of close up and say, I've had enough. I don't want to talk. I don't want any, I don't want to talk to people. I hate people, (laughs) you know, whatever, (laughs) you know, and that's where the problem really keeps growing rather than reaching out and saying, not even in a, it doesn't have to be in a big way or a political way or anything like that, but just help somebody else put your attention. And like you said, pay it forward. And that is going to be that slow process that's going to help us heal perfect thank you we need to go on break but when we come back we're being asked about ndes so we're going to talk about that on the other side so stay tuned voice america is on your favorite smart speaker if you have alexa or google home go ahead and give us a try hey alexa Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f***ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, a guide to a shorter path to learn to live a more self-loving life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Music 
You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. Um, I'm here with Mary Marshall and Patty Negri. Both are paranormal investigators, psychic mediums. Patty's a good witch. And before we start getting back into our conversation about NDEs, um, I wanted to give you first, I want to give you their information. So for Patty, you can check out her website at pattynegri.com, and that's P-A-T-T-I-N-E-G-R-I.com. And for Mary, it's theparanormalmd.com. And paranormal, P-A-R-A-N-O-R-M-A-L-M-D.com. And before, again, we get into conversations, charity shout-out time. So we have two, sh- two charities. The dissection.org is Patty's and Charity... Um, American Heart Association is Mary's. So who'd like to talk about their charity first briefly? I, I will because okay. it's, it's DES Action. <laughs> that sounds oh. like dissecting something. <laughs> DES Action. Diethyl still best of all. It's a women's health or it's a health or health advocacy organization. In the 50s, 60s, and early 70s, they were giving this first art of hormone, synthetic hormone to pregnant women under the false belief that it prevented miscarriages, it didn't work, and it became the first big, big pharma tragedy of our generation with thousands and thousands dying of cancers and never seen and infertility and stuff. So I've worked with them for years and years and years. We have advocacy for regular people, women and men. Men are affected. Talk to your doctor. We Training for physicians, work with the CDC, training for nurses, uh, practitioners. So, um, yeah, about taking your health into your own hands and and. And our research has actually helped all the environmental stuff going on because it's it, the hormones that are getting into this stuff. So desaction.org. Desaction.org. Thank you, Mary. American uh, Heart Association. The, the American Heart Association, you know, he, the one particular thing with them is I have fa- several family members um, that have had heart issues from pacemakers to valve to this to that. But when it came to children, um, we, there's a child in our family that uh, before they were born knew that they had a heart condition. Mm-hmm. As soon as they were born, thank God, because we weren't even sure, um, they had a pacemaker put in and was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. The congestive heart failure did get better, um, but there's been, it's been really difficult the first one, the as a newborn, doesn't remember it, but at five years old, clearly remembers having their chest cracked open because they had to replace the lead wires and stuff, and then was re-diagnosed with congestive heart failure. Mm. The reason I bring up this whole story is the tremendous amount of support that has been afforded to the family during this period of time, dealing and with children and having as a child, meeting all the other children who are just like you, they host events, they host support. Um, it's it's just been a really tremendous supportive organization for children, parents, and for children, parents of children in dealing with heart various heart conditions um, through their life. They stay with you, and it's it's just it's amazing. That's phenomenal, and they're just two very amazing. Um, organizations and Patty, I apologize. I did this the first time too. You were on the show. <laughs> I missed this. Okay. So I that's missed. not looks. It's a section. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I'm at least being consistent, right? <laughs> consistently screwing up the name, but I apologize because it really is a powerfully wonderful organization, as is old, the American Heart Association. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So let's move into NDAs, NDEs. Let's talk about this. What do you want to know? <laughs> well, Deborah Sorrells has asked to talk about um, NDEs, and so near death, huh? You know, I here's off. This is not getting into the description of what it is. I probably should do that, huh? Near death okay. experience. 
because we keep saying it that way so that people listening know watching those near-death experience but it is a tremendous amount of things that has been by the way on a scientific level meaning controlled level proven that people have have experiences where they are clinically dead and are experiencing seeing uh, things that they shouldn't, uh, that, you know, what's going on as if they were standing there in the room, as well as meeting other family members. There's been a lot of, a uh, lot of documentation of this. Interestingly, I did a class on this, uh, not on just ND, uh, on NDEs, but uh, that was a portion of it. What was tremendous is it was a small class and it was like a studio type situation where there was only six students. How strange is this? We get to the end and while we're just having like sitting on the floor, you know, just kind of kicking back of the, in this room and start, everybody starts talking about more about the near death experiences. Five out of six of these people we discovered at the end of this class all had experienced near-death experiences themselves. How symbolic and, you know, and just for something like that to occur, they were met, they all exchanged phone numbers and stayed in contact because they're, unless you go through it, they, they could understand what each other went through and how other people look at them like they're crazy, you know, when they talk about these things. Yeah. Patty, do you want to? Uh, well, just in my experience, again, it's it's a thing. It's a real thing. There's been so many books written about it. I've never experienced it. But I've talked to a lot of dead people <laughs> over the last, you know, six years. Um, and... I, I think it helps take away the fear from most people because like there is that light at the end of the tunnel. They're like, it was okay over there. I had to come back or they told me to come back or whatever. So I think again, whatever it is, it gives people hope and takes away that the fear of the unknown that we just have as humans. It's true. I, I agree with you. My mother had an NDE and, um, but she, she didn't die, but she was on the operating table and she came out of her body and she met with her relatives and, you know, saw the light, the tunnel. And then she, um, you know, they, your relative said, you have to go back. We're not ready for you. You're not ready to be here. And she went back. And most people come back that I'm, I, I, that I've heard of with some sort of psychic abilities or enhanced sensitivity. My mother missed that, met that track. <laughs> she just it didn't it didn't happen for her and what what did happen though but she got really angry she got very angry about it being sent back and I don't know if you found a lot of people experience so that's, that that's because she got too left brain about it as we know how to develop your intuitive right brain your your psychic ability medium you have to shut down that logical side it's the dance between I think people do come back with that psychic ability when you cross through the veil whether what how I lift the veil at one of my seances you had a near-death experience and you're doing an investigation where the veil is lifted everyone gets more psychic once you've been there but maybe your mom just shut it down with the, the logical thing because logic will shut that down every time. Well, it could be. I just found that to be so different from everything I've heard from other people. So, but then again, I, you know what? I, I have to say it's kind of a 50 50. I mean, is for it? people that I've known or, or have talked about it, is that it's not a given that when you go through that experience, you're going to come back and all of a sudden it's like, you know, this, this everything changes. I do think that there, in more subtle ways, there's an intuitiveness that they may not even realize sometimes. Uh, but it doesn't always have to be this astounding, like, okay, now I see dead people type of experience. <laughs> um, but I think it's really cool because it's one of those where when it's documented um, can really show, you know, all of us, that there are so many things that we just don't understand. And as weird as crazy as it seems, well, then, you know, what you're left with, that's the explanation. You have people who have, you know, passed away in the hospital. And I want to say like, I want to say Kubla, there's a couple different names that I can't put my finger on that did a lot of study and research in this area. And the stories of, one person talking at being in a car accident and talking to 
another family member and that had deceased and had already been, you know, had already died. But they were aware of each other's death and there was no way they could have known that when the other person did come back. One of the two came back. So, you know, just those types of things, um, completely unexplainable. And, you know, and and well-documented phenomena that does occur. That's amazing. We've got, I need to close the show, but I want to say thank you so much. I've got to have you ladies back because this conversation is amazing. And there's still so much more to share for everyone. So Patty Negri, Mary Marshall, thank you so much for being here. To reach Patty or check her out, it's P-A-T-T-I-N-E-G-R-I.com. And for Mary Marshall, the paranormal and M-D, not N-D, M like medical D like doctor.com. So please check out these two ladies, see what they do. I know they can help you. Um, and they're available to help you at some point. I don't know what their <laughs> schedules are, but I know that there's opening somewhere. So I want to thank you so much. I love you both so much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I want to thank everyone at Voice great. America. Thank you. And everything that you do to get the show on. And Matt, oh my God, bless you, bless you, bless you for this week. Um, I want to thank Bridget, my assistant, right arm, left arm. Don't know where I'd be without her. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for taking the time out of your day, out of your life to participate in, in the show. Whether you're listening live or listening, pre, you know, recorded as a replay, the information's for you and the entertainment's for you as well, because I hope you've gotten a couple of laughs as well as some great information. Um, I want to just share my Global Consciousness Development Circles crowdfunding page just launched. You can find it at https colon slap, um, slash slash igg.me slash at slash gcdc. Please check it out. Great perks in exchange for contributions. And I want to ask that you please be socially considerate of others during this crazy time as the numbers are increasing. You don't want to know that you got anyone sick and you certainly don't want to get sick yourself. It's supposed to be horrifically painful. As Mary spoke earlier, she had experienced something that was she had never experienced before. So please do that and be safe this Halloween. And to the next time, as always, we send you love, we send you blessings, and we send you gratitude. Stay well, stay healthy, and vote. Thank you.